Hello and welcome to Yes, You Are Brave. This is a podcast where we are going to set off on a journey together to find and build our brave, where we explore all the ways that you have been brave and all the ways that you can be brave again. Because even though we may have forgotten or we may have fallen out of practice, we're all brave. And I'm on a mission to prove it and help you believe that yes, you are brave. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Yes, You Are Brave. I'm Pawnee, your host. So excited that you are here. We have a guest, Rachel Hermine, who is health coach, lives up in the Salt Lake area. Super duper excited that you are here. Thank you so much, Rachel, for being here. Let's just jump right in and talk brave, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So what do you what did you want to share to talk about today? You've got an amazing brave story about health and all those type of things. So I'll just give you the mic for a little bit and let you let you tell. And then I will ask questions as we go. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Um, so I'm a health coach and I stumbled upon that career path because of my own health journey. Um, when I was going through college, I had some hormonal issues. My menstrual cycle was just horrible. It was preventing me from really living my life. And I went to doctor after doctor and they really couldn't figure out what was going on. And and they didn't seem to really have solutions for me that weren't just medications. Um, And I didn't really want to accept that. And so I just kind of I maybe got a little overly ambitious, but I just kind of dove into research myself to try to heal my body and basically, you know, change the direction of my life. Because at the time I was just miserable, exhausted all the time. Um, I, when I was younger, I was always um, pretty athletic and really just, motivated to be active and that was all gone. So I never really felt like myself. Um, and so I was like, there's gotta be another way. And so I just kind of dove headfirst into a bunch of research and just getting educated on my body, nutrition, all the things that come with health. Um, and I kind of swore off doctors a little bit, (laughs) uh, because I was so frustrated Um, I've grown a little bit since then, but at the time when I was really going through it, I, um, just kind of took matters into my own hands because I knew that, I guess I intuitively knew that there had to be a better way. Um, and then through that health transformation of really just getting educated and healing my own body and, um, becoming a health coach, I started to feel better and I, just started really questioning what I wanted from life. And for my circumstances at the time, I was, um, you know, just about to graduate college. And I was like, okay, what's next? What do I do? What do I want? Um, And I decided that I wanted to move to Utah. So I'm originally from Georgia. And um, so I had a sister that moved out here and I visited a couple times and I just fell in love with the mountains and the environment here. So, um, I decided I was just going to move to Utah. My sister was living here. 
um, but that was probably the only person in the state that I really knew. <laughs> and I just felt, again, pretty intuitively that it was the right move for me, um, which was huge and kind of came out of nowhere because I grew up in Georgia, lived there my whole life, really never took any huge risks thus far. Um, so it definitely felt really big and I guess brave of me to, to follow that just gut feeling, I guess. <laughs> that, that is a big thing. Like it's Georgia and Utah. I mean, I've never been to Georgia, but like they've, there's gotta be like just night and day. Um, just by, <laughs> what's the word? Um, just like weather and mm-hmm. environment, cultural, yeah cultural everything is different but that's awesome but you said that you had done this whole health journey before that you didn't think of that as like a big brave thing of like I'm just gonna fix this myself because it's a huge problem you know what I didn't at the time looking back I I do now Uh, but at the time I think I I was just feeling so bad that it felt like uh something I was doing out of necessity um but looking back, I think it was a little, you know, we could call it brave or we could call it crazy, you know, whichever one. <laughs> they are often very, very close to the same thing, I think. Yeah, that is so true. That's awesome. So how long did it take you to, to do where you feel like you went from like being just fed up with your health to actually being in a place where you felt like you were where you wanted to be, I guess, more where you wanted to be? Um. Let's see. It took a while. I think if I had, if, if I could do it differently, I would probably um, look for more help at the time. I was, you know, like I said, really just did not trust doctors and really was just like, okay, I'm doing this myself. Um, but had I like hired, you know, a health coach uh, during that time, I probably could have gotten through it a lot faster. But I would say it probably took about three years. Um, Even when I moved out to Utah, I thought I had all the pieces together and quickly realized that I didn't. Um, But I think that's the thing with health is that it's always a journey. Um, There's not, you know, a specific destination that I was wanting to get to. Although I feel like, you know, now I'm in such a great place that you know, I guess not to brag, but I feel like I'm in such a good place that I just want to scream from the rooftops and help and help anyone and share anything that I can to help other people get to that place and get to, you know, a a more enjoyable part of their health journey. I think that's, that's a great way to put it. Like maybe there's not a destination, but I think that like, we can all agree there's a one we didn't want to be at, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. and I love that you said you wanted to share it. So what's, how's, how has life been since you got to Utah? Uh, it's been awesome. I, so I moved out here without a job and without really a plan. I've never, so I moved to Sandy, Utah, which is just south of Salt Lake City. And um, I had never been there before. <laughs> I've been to Salt Lake in passing a couple of times. My older sister, she uh, lived and still lives in Logan, which is like two hours north. Um, and so I didn't have a ton of exposure actually to like the valley. 
And um, so I moved here, I found random people to live with. And as soon as I got here, I was like, all right, now I could search for jobs, look for what I want to do. Um, and still, even to that point, I wasn't convinced that I was going to be health coaching as like a full time job. Um, I ended up doing so, but um, I didn't really think of it as something that I was going to really pursue because it was more of a passion. And I was just, I guess, scared for a while of like really pursuing that as a job. But Utah has been wonderful. Um, I love everything outdoors. So the mountains, the desert, that has all been so uh, fun to explore. And it's been really, really cool um, building a new community, you know, moving out of state, kind of basically across the country, uh, not knowing very many people. It really opened my eyes to how important people are, community, how important community is, and just the relationships that we have with people. Because, you know, even as a health coach, I think I kind of mentioned just a second ago, but I didn't have all the pieces together. And one of one of those big pieces was community um, and just really being able to have strong relationships and friendships and um, good people surrounding you. And uh, it definitely took me a little while to kind of find my footing. I think that's pretty typical. Um, but now that I've been here a little while and gotten settled and made more connections and things, Utah has definitely been very, very welcoming. That's awesome. It is a, it is a great place. I also live in Utah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it does it'll take a little bit of getting used to, um, especially if you happen to come on a really bad winter, that's always mm-hmm. a little bit. <laughs> fun. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Georgia just to, to to Utah winters are definitely different um so how did you go from like oh I this health coach thing is kind of sounds like maybe like a you said it was a person you were so you said pursuing a passion you said it was you know mm-hmm. you weren't quite ready to do that as like a job what mm-hmm. shifted from like oh this is just a, something I love to like this could be a real job this could be something that like I actually do mm-hmm. how did that shift happen um, I think part of it was um, COVID, actually, the pandemic. I think I recognized that more and more people were starting to get more and more interested in taking care of their health. Um, and moving to Utah, too, because I felt like or I recognized that there are a lot of people here that are, are health conscious, you know, not to say that everyone is certainly that is not the case. Um, and it's not to say that everyone in Georgia is not health conscious, but I definitely saw there was a cultural difference here. You know, people valued being outside and being active a little bit more and, um, you know, eating, uh, healthy whole foods. Um, and so I think it was a little bit of moving here and then also the pandemic, I realized that more and more people wanted to be healthy, but I also remember being in that place of wanting to be healthy, but not really knowing where to start or what to do and kind of feeling that sense of overwhelm. Um, So I definitely noticed that it 
um, was a useful tool for people to have a health coach. And I did briefly have a health coach through my journey. Um, and I kind of just followed a few of them on like social media and things like that. And they really helped me navigate, uh, where to start and what my symptoms were and, you know, how I could even go about researching some of the things that I wanted to know about. Because I feel like sometimes when it comes to health care and things like that, there's just so much to know. Uh, and there's so much research, you don't, it's really hard to sift through it. You know, I, I tell people now that, yes, the internet, you know, the internet has all of the information that I can give you in a coaching session. But the difference is like, you, you would be sifting through a lot of those things. And it's hard to determine, you know, what's right and you know what's good research versus bad research and things like that um and so people don't necessarily have the time to put in to doing that research I did because I well I guess I made it a priority for one and for two you know I was a college student and so I did have a little bit of extra time. I didn't have uh, outside responsibilities. I didn't have kids to, you know, take care of. I wasn't working full time. So um, I was able to really like dig into that. Whereas a lot of people don't have the time to do that. Yeah, that's, there were a few good things that came out of COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think people being more, more aware of their health is, is another thing too. i you know, I've had friends had conversations with friends. They're like, you know, they're like, this really opened my eyes to like, wait a minute, am I like doing everything that I can to like make things, you know, if I do get this, is it gonna like, <laughs> how screwed am I <laughs> because mm-hmm. of where, where my health is right now? If I get yeah. this type thing. Um, and I love how you said that, like a lot of people just don't know where to start. And so mm-hmm. if somebody was trying to start off on like a a journey of health or whatever, what, where would you suggest that they start? Like, um, that's a great question. I think it kind of looks different for everyone. And something that I really do as a coach is, um, you know, meeting a client where they're at. So, you know, some people have some healthy habits already, and some people, you know, don't even know the first thing about, um, any of the exercise or nutrition or things like that. But the approach that I take is food first. Um, So really looking at your diet and making tweaks where you can, you know, swapping out ingredients and products and, you know, eating more whole foods. And, um, you know, we could get into like specifics of it. But definitely, I take a food first approach. Because um, one thing that I really noticed, too, I one of my past relationships, um, I dated this guy and he was a personal trainer. So I was kind of getting into like the fitness industry as well, uh, which is not to be confused with the health and wellness industry. They are different, uh, yeah. but they, uh, they overlap the- a little bit, but they're yes, yes. definitely different. Uh, yeah. And so I, I was recognizing too a lot of people who are wanting to, you know, quote unquote, get fit. Uh, but struggling to find the motivation and energy and things like that, because they just felt so bad. Um, and I still talk to lots of my client or like lots of people about this that, um, you know, they're like, I want to be someone who exercises and be someone who works out and, you know, things like that. But 
they are just exhausted all the time. And so I think, you know, changing the way that we eat is a little bit lower effort, um, I guess, physically, especially to um, kind of start improving how you feel on a day to day basis. So that you can get to that point of, you know, taking, you know, taking the initiative to go work out and get exercise every day and do some of the things that are a little bit more um, demanding. I like that, uh, that approach of, you know, cause if, it doesn't matter how much you work out. If you're just feeding yourself crap all the time, like one, you're fighting a losing battle. And two, like, you really do have to like white knuckle it. Like really, it mm-hmm. just, it's all about what's the right word. Um, just like making yourself be motivated and, and willpower. That's what I'm looking for. It's all about willpower right. instead of like, and that's not really sustainable I don't think yeah it's not willpower and I say this too a lot willpower is um exhaustible so like you you only have so much of it in a day uh so you know it it's you know you get off work at five and you've probably exerted a lot of willpower already so um you know if you're not feeling good you're probably just going to go home and you're not going to go to the gym (laughs) yes that's that makes lots of sense especially how rough of a day you've had mm-hmm. taking everything I have to not kill people so I'm just gonna go home <laughs> right exactly <laughs> um, that's awesome so you start with food and then like so you just like I love what you said about taking small steps and meeting people where they are so mm-hmm. like how do you what are other ways besides just like how what are good ways to like help people like see that it's okay to just start where you are Cause I know a lot, of, mm-hmm. a lot of times we have this idea of like, oh, I'm going to be healthy. So they like, like 16 million things and I'm going to start a new, you know, everything changes. And then of course it lasts mm-hmm. like four days a week mm-hmm. if you're, you're, you know, on a good week, but how do you mm-hmm. like incorporate those little things to make them last, I guess, meet them where they are and help them make lasting changes. Yeah. Uh, two things come to mind. One is the mental reminder that something is better than nothing. Uh, And just continually reaffirming that to yourself that going for a 10 minute walk is better than doing nothing at all. You know, having some vegetables at dinner is better than not having any vegetables in a whole day. Uh, You know, and really just kind of solidifying that so you begin to trust yourself that you are making good decisions, and that you are trying, because it's really easy to, it's it's all a mental game, you know, a lot of the things with your health is, they're simple, but not easy. Mm-hmm. And so it's a mental game, really. Uh, so I, I think really reminding yourself of something is better than nothing. And then um my other thought was celebrating success. Um, It is more common to talk about the things that we didn't do or we, we didn't get done. Um, Right. You're like, Oh, I, you know, I have this and this left to do this week, or I didn't get the laundry done or, you know, I didn't get to the gym today or, or things like that. But really celebrating success is something that is going to keep you motivated Um, and keep you looking for the positives too. Um, Because we see what we want to see. You know, I always think about, um, you know, if, 
it, it's like the situation where let's say your sister gets a new car and it's a, you know, let's say a Toyota and you never really noticed that car before she got it. But now you see them everywhere. You see Toyotas everywhere because you're like, whoa, now this means something to me, right? Because my sister has one. Um, And so I think the same thing um, happens with when we're looking at our to-do list and seeing the things that we didn't do, we're looking for the negatives and we're reaffirming all these negative things. Um, And then the opposite can be true. If we're looking for those successes, we find more successes. So um, sometimes you don't really recognize, especially when it comes to health, you don't recognize when you are feeling a lot better because you, you don't have those nagging things to think about. You know, it's like sometimes you don't realize that you have more energy because you're not sitting on the couch worried about, Oh, you know, I have no energy. I should be doing X, Y, Z. You're just doing things and you don't think about, wow, I'm actually feeling better. And I have more energy today. This is great. Uh, so celebrating success is like, is a really big, um, driver of long-term success, in my opinion. That's awesome. I love, I love that celebrating success and finding what you're looking for. Like I'm a big Mm -hmm. believer in that, you know, you, you're looking for failures, you're going to find them. Your brain is amazing and it'll find evidence for whatever it is you tell, whatever story you tell, right? Like Mm -hmm. tell it it's a failure. It'll find all the evidence for it. If you tell it we're slowly succeeding, it's going to find all the evidence. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. And I love that the something is better than nothing um, mm-hmm. because it is sometimes really hard. I think that lately I've been reading, a, um, learning about like perfectionism and like beating perfectionism is how a lot of people like they can't do it perfectly well, so they don't do it at all. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're right. And I think that's what really happens with, um, a lot of like health related concepts. So something that just kind of popped into my head is, you know, a lot of people are intimidated to really eat healthy because they are like, well, I can't sustain that. You know, they're not perfect with it. You know, it's like, okay, they meal prep for a week, but then they fall off on the weekend or something like that. So then they're like, well, what's the point? I'm not eating healthy those kind of things. And that's kind of like the mental story they're telling themselves too. Um, And the reality of it is, you know, even me as a health coach, I don't have it perfect. You know, my life does not look like a really beautiful aesthetic TikTok video of my morning routine with going on a run and eating, drinking a greens juice and taking my supplements, you know, does not look like that every morning. It actually doesn't look like that most mornings. So I think just kind of coming to that realization that that perfection is not real for anyone, even if people make it seem that way. I love it. Perfection is not real. It's mm-hmm. just a construct of our mind. And yeah, but that doesn't, and I love the idea of like, it can be a little bit better, you know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect, but it, like you said, it doesn't look like that most mornings. But, you know, maybe we swapped out, I don't know, something for donuts. You know, I had a, I have a friend who's really, he's trying to make this health 
you know, go on the South journey and he's, he loves donuts. So mm-hmm. one day he texts me, he's like, well, they had donuts at work today and I didn't even eat one. Oh, yeah, that's huge. <laughs> he's proud of me. I didn't eat a donut today at work, you know, and like, so I think there's a lot to be celebrated along the way. Um, mm-hmm. Awesome. So I don't want to keep you too much longer, but this has been a fantastic conversation. I love, I love talking to people about things and I love like how I love the idea of improving health and, and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So if you could tell any, somebody like one thing about their health, you had one thing to say to every, anybody that is thinking about going on a health journey or who's halfway down the road, <laughs> what would mm-hmm. you, what would you say? What would your advice be? Um, hmm. Well, I guess the first thing that pops to my mind is that, yeah, sure. The organic groceries are expensive, right? But hospital visits and medications and being on treatments later in life is a lot more expensive. So just looking at it from an investment standpoint um, to really justify that in in your brain, I think is important um, because we want to prevent disease. We don't want to be reactive towards it. Um, Right now, I think that is kind of a trendy thing within the health and wellness world is prevention um, because that's what's going to, one, have give you higher quality of life. And then to give you better chances, you know, as you age and, and things like that to, you know, have a better um, quality of life at that point, too. So just really understanding and reminding yourself that some of the things that you do for your health may be hard, um, but it's a lot harder to be sick. It's a lot harder to fight disease. It's a lot harder to correct some of the uh, lifestyle, uh, the damages of your, you know, a sedentary lifestyle or something like that later on in life than it is to, you know, make sure that you're walking or moving daily or exercising. That's, I love what you said about it being like an investment in your health. And I think that that's something that everybody's like, oh yeah, they, that's something that they understand. And that's something that they can like very easily relate to like, Oh yeah, we're investing for a long term, but why are we not investing in our health? <laughs> because mm-hmm. you're right. It is like, it can be a little, it is a little bit more expensive maybe to like eat good mm-hmm. food, but then what is it saving you? Like hospital bills are not cheap. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even if you've got good insurance, like my niece broke her arm, which is not something, you know, and mm-hmm. quite high, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. How many things can we prevent? I mean, sometimes we can't prevent a broken arm. That just happens. Right. But like the diseases that are, you know, and and healing is so much easier when you are healthier too. Mm-hmm. I think that that's an awesome thing. I love that. I love the investing and prevention and because it is harder to correct things down the road. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. It's so much harder. Um, I love that so, so much. So you work with, do you work with individual clients or do you work with groups? Um, yeah, individual. So I do one-on-one virtual coaching, uh, for the most part. Awesome. And if somebody were to want to like work with you or follow you, where would, where might they find you? 
Yeah. Um, so I'm on lots of social media, mostly Instagram. Uh, so my Instagram is Rachel Claire with an E dot H H C. Um, that's my username on most platforms. You can find me on Facebook, TikTok. Um, that's my email, um, rachelclaire.hhc at gmail.com. Um, rachelclairehhc.com for my website. Um, so I always offer free consultations um, because I really like to make sure that I'm the right coach for someone uh, because everyone is super individual and unique and you want to really be able to click with whoever you're working on because health is not just about, you know, your aches and pains. It always ends up being more of a um, holistic, kind of life transformation, if you will. Yes, I love that idea. It's not just aches and pains. It's all the whole thing. And I will, mm -hmm. we will link all of, put all those links in the show notes down below so that mm -hmm. they can easily find Rachel and get in touch with her if you would like. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> any mm -hmm. last thoughts? Thank you. I've really enjoyed our conversation. It's been really helpful and really enlightening. Any last thoughts, comments, concerns? Um, no, I mean, thank you so much for having me on. I always just really love talking about um, health and, you know, it really, I hope that people are inspired to, you know, take a little bit more care of themselves physically and mentally, uh, because, you know, life can be a lot more enjoyable if, you know, you're not sick all the time. Yes. I love that mentally and physically, and they are connected. Mm -hmm. awesome. awesome. Well, mm -hmm. thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And to all of our listeners out there, remember that you are amazing. You are wonderful. And yes, you are brave. You can see your health as an investment. You've got this. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed what you've heard today, please leave a review down below and share this with anyone that you feel like could use a little more brave in their life. And if you'd like to follow more of my journey to be brave, you can follow me on social media and the link down below. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to be brave.